The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Here's Brandon. Welcome back to Old Space Show. I'm Brandon, and this is my companion, Tony. Hello, hello. This series of Old Space Show follows the episode-by-episode time-traveling, body-hopping exploits of the first season of Quantum Leap. Today, we'll be talking about the fourth episode, The Right Hand of God. Serious. Yes. On October 24th, 1974, Sam leaps into Clarence Kid Cody, a boxer on the take from Sacramento, California. Sam must learn how to fight so he can win the heavyweight boxing championship in order to provide a group of nuns who own his contract with the money they need to build a chapel for the poor. Sam also must face the bookie, who counts on him to take a dive in in the first round of the final bout. To add, he and stripper girlfriend Dixie are saving for a donut shop and are hounded by another bookie named Roscoe for their funds. With the help of several trainers, some streaking, and Al's appearance in the ring to guide his punches, Sam wins the bout and finances the chapel. He's found the best of it all by having Dixie place the betting money on the Muhammad Ali-George Foreman fight he knew the outcome of. As Sister Angela apologizes for doubting him and thanks him, he leaps to an old farm holding a pig and standing in mud. Uh, This is directed by Gilbert M. Shilton. He's a Got a load of a career of TV, AT, Magnum PI, V, Mag- MacGyver, Ray Bradbury Theater, Twilight Zone, the 80s one, Cop Rock, I'll throw out there, <laughs> Cop Rock, <laughs> Beverly Hills 90210, Degrassi, The Next Generation, and did you remember Together with the two, the number two? Of course, the, uh, yeah, yeah the, two, the boy band comedy with the Farley brother was in it. Yeah. Yeah, he directed two of those. Uh, it was written by John Hill, who wrote... The film Heart Beeps. He did additional writing for Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the film Little Nikita, the show L.A. Law, and the Tom Selleck amazing Australian Western Quigley Down Under. So, yeah, so it stars uh, Scott Bakula and Dean Stockwell, guest starring Guy Stockwell. Hey, I recognize that last name. (laughs) Brother of Dean. Uh, Michelle Joyner, who if you watch Cliffhanger, she did not was not able to hold on to Sylvester Stallone's hand in the opening of that. Terry Copley, Louis Arquette, and John Grease, the great, wonderful, talented <laughs> range John Grease, who was once at my holiday party for work. Oh, there you go. I know people, people, Uncle Rico, we know, but he has, I mean, from the 80s on, like he has such a career. Like, uh, well, he's 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 so talented that he is un- he is technically uncredited in this, in this yeah. episode because he comes back in season three as a different character. Yes, so, he uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's uncredited in this. Yeah, he I mean, just the guy all over. He's he's so good. He can be really funny. 
He can be threatening. It's just amazing to watch. And he looks like he's never aged almost <laughs> a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, he's been bald since we've met him. Like that's <laughs> kind of the thing. Uh, but yeah, we've got a nice cast uh, of characters here with all, you know, our cat, the, the patriarch of a family and all that. Of course. Um, coming through. But uh, this one, um, yeah, it's uh, boxing. Uh, that's one of the most cinematic of sports that you can you can have and it's yeah it's so interesting because you you see early on these these themes with each, with each of these episodes that essentially you know Belisario and his creative team were like you know what I saw a really good movie about this and let's you know like like this one was like you know I saw the movie you know the movie about the the guys and the boxing and the hey hey you know like let's let's make a show about that and then if, uh, you know a few a few episodes later here we're gonna have one about godfather i saw a movie yeah. about a godfather let's you know just kind of right. movies and like let's just tweak it just enough to avoid copyright infringement and make let's, it into a tv version <laughs> yeah that's right i mean you had at this time you had rocky and raging bull yep. were both yep. highly touted movies and uh, this one, even they have a Rocky montage where they That's take right. the Quantum Leap sa- sa- soundtrack and play it in a Rocky style <laughs> to it. And uh, yeah, it's 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 fun. It, I mean, we kind of know how it's going. It's got its own little mob angle added to it, which Rocky had a mob angle, but it wasn't a is threatening one as, as right. this one is. And it also plays with the, 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 you know, the Catholic church and boxing hand in hand, like those seem to be tied together in movies and television. Yeah. A lot. And, and, and it's so strange too. I found it, I found it such an interesting uh, approach for them to take so early on in the entire series to, mm-hmm. to do this dichotomy of religion versus science, you know, because it's very much a science, you know, the quantum leaping and this, right. you know, time travel aspects. But then we're gonna throw, you know, let's let's talk about religion too, because why the heck not? You know, mm-hmm. you have this very very interesting disparity. Um, this this episode for me really drove home the point this early in the series that the each episode is not necessarily all going to be heavily focused on Sam. You know, there are right. the the supporting characters that that are really only here for one episode get the center stage. You know, particularly with um, with the nun sister. Um, uh, sister Angela, you know, she, she gets this whole subplot about her parents and things like that. And it really gave these people a chance to really act their brains out be- before true. they were never seen for, you know, never seen again, the rest of the series. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they started going, okay, let's, we have, let's write a movie where he's not in it first. And now let's toss him in it. Like that's kind of, they're figuring out like, and it's as early too. This is, you know, this wasn't the, uh, this is when the uh, this one comes in our third, but it was um, I, I can't remember the product. I know one of the episodes we're going to talk about later. It was shot second, and it got placed further down the road. But yeah, that's double identity, I believe. Yes, double identity yes. was uh, yeah ends up being sixth, the sixth episode. But they right. seem to be yeah onto the the whole. The first two were Sam related, and now here we are dropping him in. That's what I like about you know, like Doctor Who. I love when there's like a sci-fi movie going on, and he just happens to wander into it, and and kind of is an observer, and then slowly gets involved. I like when they do that uh, with those. Um, but yeah, here he could find any movie that he is. And I'm wondering with the nun approach here. Do you remember the Father Dowling mysteries? Oh sure, Absolutely. that was a popular show, and I'm Absolutely. wondering if they if this had any like oh nuns and Catholic Church mystery television shows are in. Let's, let's that's a weird time. The Father Dowling mysteries, and it was on primetime TV, not one of the religious channels. 
You're right. anything else, and it was popular. I believe it ran a <laughs> few seasons. So I, I'm just yeah, I'm wondering if that had a little influence of that being like popular because I think that show started that season, and this was a mid-season replacement. So that it would have been Ooh, throw nuns in. Right. Yeah, it's a very interesting. Yeah, it's interesting to see. I'm I'm always just. For, for any show, really, I'm always intrigued how production order gets changed around yeah. in terms of, you know, uh, actual presentation order, you know, because, mm-hmm. you, uh, you know, I, I imagine it's strange to the actors as well to see that they had you right. know, literally done something in a different way, mentally thinking that they were going to be more, you know, have their characters more evolved by then and things kind of flip around. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, it's a. I mean, that's part of being, I guess, the actor. Uh, you're yeah. prepared for that. I mean, it. I. It's still difficult, even as professional as you are. You're like, okay, so I'm here. Oh, the script change in the process after I <laughs> filmed this later episode. Great. Uh, but did you think, like, early on, I, was there supposed to be a little something going on between between Cody and Sister Angela that I was like, oh, this might be where this story's going. Yeah, for 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 a second, yeah, because she's she's real outgoing, you know, which is which is kind of a, you know not always a character trait that you see in just mm-hmm. people in general, you know, that that kind of have that bubbly like uh, you know I like everybody because she was very yes very friendly with him very early on, and obviously they have this you know like oh you know he accidentally took his pants off in the uh, you know after the match and then and the sister wandered in obviously obviously they went for the for the cheap Catholic joke, but then, yeah. but then, yeah, you felt like there might be more like, has this happened before? Is this, is this something that some, one of them wants, you know? So yeah. It's just very, the way she yeah. eyes him too. She's mm-hmm. like, it seems like it, she just, it's more of a, a respect and he represents a hope for her. I think than me looking at it romantically because I, I guess think darker in terms of drama. I'm like, Oh, this is going to be the conflict. <laughs> and it's not um, what he does. A couple of, uh, there is Dixie, his uh, stripper girlfriend who, oh, yes. Looks kind of like Debbie Harry ish, and uh, <laughs> there's a, a, some temptation from Sam there in this because she is uh, comes on strong to him, but she's also got a good natured heart and really is even though she's like that stripper stuff, she's all for their life and believes in it. And there's no there's no rockiness with the relationship, only with his boxing what that brings right. to it so right and you definitely see here too building uh pretty much every episode so far in this first season including the next one's few uh you know the next few to come is that sam no matter what happens sam always finds himself in a quote-unquote relationship you know with 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 a different lady and obviously right. he's trying to ride that fine line of not getting involved but but every episode you know there's there's a gal that he's shacking up with or kissing or, you know, have, you know, literally has just leapt into, you know, <laughs> as they're, as they're finishing up or whatever. So you know, yeah, his, <laughs> his, his leap schedule is like a serial monogamist. Like that's yeah. <laughs> what he's always getting into. And yeah, I, I think Dixie's fun. She's a fun character. I look at the actress. She didn't, didn't do much. I'm like, she's got presence. She stands out. You're right. Yeah. Um, really lights up the screen. I don't think maybe a lead actor, but like, I think she had like definitely really good character actor vibes, but she, yeah, she was, yeah, she was good. She was, she was excellent playing off of, off of Sam. I thought mm-hmm. was, you know, I thought, I thought it was, yeah. So yeah, she's, yeah, she was wonderful. It was very, it was very standard kind of that eighties, nineties character with the, you know, yeah. blonde, big hair, you know, dancer, whatever you want to call it. So, but, uh, but also kudos to the kudos to the writing team for early on kind of having Sam have that moment where he's like, you know, you're not just a stripper, you know, it's like, that's right. That's like a legitimate profession. And that was obviously nowhere near being talked about on any sort of. No. And this is the eighties too. That's (laughs) uh, 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 like, (laughs) like if you like the eighties, like you kind of sort of, you sort of got like a little pass 
if you did some like new topless scene in the seventies, but if you were doing it in the eighties, they didn't want you. Like even if you were doing like a horror movie in the eighties, that was risky to your like acting career, like these sure. weird things. And to to talk about stripper and just saying that, hey, you're legitimately making money. You know, that's don't think that that's really ahead of like way ahead of its time. I don't think the nineties would even be like that. Yeah, with things. So it it's always a a joke thing with people oh i'm dating a stripper oh well you know it was looking down controversy and he seems to be okay with it and knowing where they are because maybe he realizes that his person he's in would probably be okay with it so he has or you know i don't know but yeah that is pretty ahead of its time writing right there definitely yeah and i do like the this has really good drama regarding the fight because we know sam doesn't know how to fight um no matter how much he trains, he's going to fight someone who's got the skills. And it helps with the bankability of people thinking he might throw the fight watching right, him. Yeah. Because like he used to be so good, but like, yeah, it really brings a right. whole different angle to a lot of the drama, which is sure great. Well, and then add to the fact that then Sam makes the mental decision that he wants to win the fight. And then it mm-hmm. becomes even more challenging for him because this person he's boxing against pretty much knows in his head that he's, you know, I, I mean, I don't know, I guess I don't know how far the, the box or the match throwing goes if, if both fight, fighters knew about it or not, but it seems like ostensibly this other fighter would, would know that he's going to win. Right. So then when Sam starts to really fight back, he's got to be an extra dose of like, what the hell are you doing? You know, where, where is this coming from type of thing? So True, yeah, and there the first fight, yeah, he it's a thrown fight, but in his favor because he barely taps the guy and he falls right, falls down, and they acknowledge that pretty good. Um, yeah, definitely, yeah, good drama. The good, uh, the coverage and and editing on the fighting was impressive for television as well. Like, yeah, it, it yeah, I'm not worked as a movie even. Yeah, I'm not a huge boxing aficionado. I mean, mm-hmm. I like sports a lot, but I'm not, I've never really been a, a, a boxer. But it definitely it, it entertained. It kept it kept me captivated i you know i wanted to know kind of you know how how that process works and you know and they they kind of showed everything from start to finish with the announcements and the you know the traditional tapping of the gloves and all that stuff so they didn't really didn't seem like they embellished too much for tv it definitely it, it felt like a realistic approach yeah i i tell you what boxing boxing like this is one more entertaining than uh watching regular boxing and two <laughs> it's it's more entertaining than watching boxing like this get filmed i i was a background actor in rocky balboa and ah. during the the fight scene i was at the uh, mgm grand or it was um no it wasn't the grand it was the uh malibu bay or whatever that one is and nice. holy crap it was like two seconds of cheering your damn heart out top stop <laughs> two seconds stop 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 and stallone was directing it too so he wanted to see everything so sure. it'd be like you'd watch this intense five seconds of fight and boom, and then get excited again and then it was it was crazy so watching it on your tv on a movie screen amazing that's the best boxing right there, there you go there you go yeah, i'll say that uh there was something really clever here um where there's uh there's a bar that gets visited a couple times in this in the show and on TV so when he's getting pressured about throwing the fight and the the gambling on the TV he's watching first there's uh coverage of the Watergate trial right which that's a continued through line from the previous episode yes but there's there's cover of the Watergate trial then there's an advertisement for the uh Muhammad Ali George Foreman fight 
kids. That's the grill guy. Right. Uh, yes. <laughs> and, and then there's a new story about that streaker. And if you put yeah. them all together, that's what Sam does. He has inside right. information to bet on that fight and throws a streaker in there to help with his fight. Like all three of those things that ran during that one time was his plan. Right. When he did that. So I don't know if they're trying to be, yeah, I don't know if they were just kind of saying maybe he picked those ideas up or I think they're, you know, they were kind of saying he, he, he knows his, his, you know, most important bits throughout history mm-hmm. and he sort of, you know, reuses them obviously much like the betting, very betting on the very specific, you know, Ali Foreman, you know, when, the, when they, the eighth round knockout type of type of thing. You know, it's, it's, it's very, it's very, um, Gray's sports almanac, you know, yes, back that, to the future yes, too, exactly, right? Yeah. Where, where you same take your year. information this that you have and use year. it. This is the same year. That's true. Back to the future would come out that <laughs> summer, I believe, or was it in the fall? I can't remember. Um, but yeah, this is the same year. They beat him to it because this would have been in the, yeah. in the spring. Yeah. Well, th- uh, yeah, this was the episode too, where they started to do a lot of those kind of, I mean, I know they had done it before with, they, with the whole Watergate thing, but they, they started to throw even more kind of, kind of sly references to what you're going to see, you know, like, um, you know, like this, um, in, in, in this episode, when, when, um, when Sam first leaps in and he's disoriented and Al shows up and Al says, you know, Ziggy was trying to predict where he's going to end up. And Ziggy said that, you know, Ziggy, he says, Ziggy's way off the, you know, he said he would show up as a farmer in the fifties and that's where he ends up in the next episode. Right. So, so they're already kind of weaving these threads throughout, which is, which is really cool. So. Yeah, definitely. I I like that. Yeah. That was, that was one thing I, I, I thought about, I was like, wow, they were really like, like I said, the light serialization feels sure. like heavier serialization, but it's really light touches, right. but it, it's pretty. And close. then although even to them, and again, we were just talking about how these, these, these are aired out of a production order. So maybe right. to them, this, this episode had already happened when they made that reference or, you know, or, or, or it's going to happen in the future. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's very, you know, who, who knows how they wanted to do it, but, but certainly it, it, it ended up being a very cool little thing. So yeah, definitely. And I'm continuing to be impressed with the sets and locations and the general vibe uh, that they're doing. I mean, this is 15 years when this is filmed, this is 15 years after this date, but between 74 and 89 visually, pop culture what the world looks like changes quite a bit and they're able to pull it off convincingly even when they're on location the sets i mean they don't a lot of the sets don't feel like sets like that boxing gym looks pretty genuine although it's probably fake in a set but i mean they're doing a really good job with making it bankable and, and real sometimes if you if you're in a tv or even a movie and you are shooting something that has just recently happened, you know, that, 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 that five to 15 year mark, Yeah, you can sometimes get very lazy and be like, Oh, you know, we, it looks close enough to today. People won't really notice, but yeah, they, they kind of went the extra mile to make sure that they kept things era appropriate instead of getting quote unquote close enough, you know? So, so I do appreciate that for sure. Yeah, definitely like it. And, uh, one, one thing I, I love the, uh, line when, uh, he first meets Dixie and she's like, Oh, I made your favorite. And he's like, I really like my favorite. It's one of my favorites. And I was it's like, my yeah. favorite. It's my favorite. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Uh, the way Bacula delivers it too. He's he's still just so good. Like always, oh, you know, every episode some confusion has to happen with him, and he handles it so in different ways, so sure. well. And his compassion for people, and just like he just you just can't not love Sam. Like that's right. That's great. He's a- He's a, he's he's a very uh, they did a good job early on of, of of establishing him as a very intriguing and and a very nice mix of not only like 
you know, oh, he's got six doctorates and he, you know, he could, he could have easily gone like the super nerd, like socially awkward mm-hmm. route, but he's definitely, uh, he has that human element where he genuinely right. seems to care about the people that he's interacting with, you know, which obviously is part of, I think that's, that's also intrinsic to what he, he knows he has to do in order to get to the next leap is, mm-hmm. is genuinely put himself in the situation. But he, yes, he seems like a nice person all around, which I think is key. So. Right. Yeah. He's got a great balance between like, you know, science and, and humanity, like, or emotion and stuff like that because um yeah there is a point where i think he believes there's like he met he makes a reference in another episode where he kind of might believe in a higher power but i think he thinks there's a higher power that controls time not like a religious god type power but he thinks there might be something like that but yeah he definitely does a really good job of making sure that the human factor is always thought of despite what ziggy's calculations give Sure. Good. Uh, any more on this one? Uh, I'm I'm curious, and I'm not I'm not sure it's ever been said. Maybe I'd have to go back and watch the uh, uh, director's commentary, or maybe maybe it's never been said. I'm I'm genuinely curious how Guy Stockwell ended up on this show. Like, was it was it Dean saying, "Hey, oh, please yeah. put my brother in here"? Was it just one of those things where Donald, you know, Belisario was like, "I want to use, you know, who do you know." Because I mean, he was hilarious as 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 Jake the big, you know, uh, yeah. you know, running running the operation thing. He was hilarious. I loved him, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm just I would I'll always be curious to know how he ended up on the show. <laughs> he was, sorry, he was he was big and like he like a huge TV star as like more so like a guest star person than being lead role, but like just a laundry list career. Uh, it was probably you know he was probably around auditioning at the time. They're like oh. Psh- just grab him. It's Dean's brother. This would be cool. <laughs> He'll be fine. <laughs> and early on, and at the time, I think he was a bigger quantity than or entity than Dean Stockwell was. That's that's, that's very possible. It's interesting. You know, you kind of follow that kind of follow that 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 rise and fall. And yeah, I mean, I know that guy has been you know doing this for a long time. I mean, his list of credits goes you know is, is fairly extensive. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, like you said, he's he's always been kind of one of those background type of you know where you recognize the face but you don't rec- you don't necessarily know yeah. his name you don't necessarily know much about him but you're like there's that guy right, right. so <laughs> which i mean dean is luckily i mean the thing with him is the stuff he did in this time becomes let as time goes by that becomes some of the things people love a lot and when sure. you know you know geek culture and uh film culture rises up he's in lynch movies he's in quantum leap is something he's known for you know like dune that's lynch as well but that's a notable sci-fi movie of that era he's right. got a lot of stuff that oh yeah that to- well that's one thing the the genre is always uh you know the sci-fi genre in particular is a very uh familiar in terms of if you've done something on one show we would love to have you on this other show you see you know you see stockwell come back obviously you know in the battlestar galactica remake you know he and actually he and bacula got to act together several times you know a a star trek enterprise you know Mm -hmm. things like that so so these other you know sci-fi is definitely one of those genres that they like to kind of make those little nods and winks from 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 property to property which is a very cool thing yeah sci-fi horror they both i mean they they're both very curious like i used to tell my friends uh my actor friends when i was out in los i'm like go audition for that shitty horror movie trust me <laughs> the right person's gonna see it you'll you'll yeah. i mean people know you from that and want to put you in this or you know conventions you'll if you were in the right one you could make a career off weekends at a hotel oh, signing autographs and pictures like that's 
That's how a lot of them made it. And through that, they grow up, they hire you. You know, I'm, I'm really interested. Um, it, granted he's, he's not lowly or anything, but, um, as a much older man, what Jack Black's career is going to look like. Cause he's done a lot of really popular, really good children's movies right now. And they're the ones of those that grow up to become, he's going to have a resurgence. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. I, I can foresee it uh, <laughs> for sure. All right. Well, that'll do it for today. I think we've made right what where other, <clears throat> right where other conversations about this episode once went wrong. Tony, tell people where they can leap to find your work. Sure. Well, you can always come check me out on sciencefiction.com. I do a lot of the a lot of the content there from day to day basis, and then you can find me personally pretty much anywhere uh, socially you'd like to come. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Tony Schaub. You can probably still uh, track down my MySpace and uh, Friendster if you really want to go down that well. But uh, I probably have some really terrible old blog posts there. So let's maybe scratch that last part. All right. <laughs> hashtag because of leap dixie and i'm on i'm on twitter and instagram at brandon 4k uhd written work at wiseoblue.com the brandon peters show nope, there's more from the brandon peters show this week but from old space oh boy thank you for listening the brandon peters show is a creative zombie studios production produced by brad shoemaker and brandon peters Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetersshow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found. <laughs> <laughs>